your boy, Sean Boyles. How are you? This is the Sean Boyles Podcast. This is the pilot episode. This is the first episode. This is the first one we're doing. Uh, I figured um, the intro to this podcast should include a uh, little music selection. Uh, I am a uh, musician myself. Uh, I've been playing music for a very long time. The great thing about doing a podcast and um, playing music for a podcast is that you get to use your own music. Um, that was uh, <laughs> some stuff I did years ago with a band, and um, I don't got to worry about uh, any rights to it because it's it's mine, goddammit. Um, so yeah, this first episode is just going to be a, a, a intro of myself. Who am I? What, who, what do I do? Why do I feel that I need to be babbling into the abyss and doing a podcast? Uh, what, 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 what has possessed me to do any such thing? Uh, who wants to listen to anything I got to say? Um, we'll get to all that. Maybe there's, maybe there's nothing that, um, is of interest in what I do. However, um, I don't know, as a, um, like I said, I've, okay, I've been a musician for 30 odd years, a long time. Uh, I am a 45 year old man's, uh, I live in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay area. Uh, I've lived there all my life. Um, I've been playing drums since I was eight years old. Uh, I've been playing in clubs in bands since I was 14, uh, so I have a lot of years experience doing the musics and as of about three and a half years ago, I started doing stand-up comedy, uh, probably why we're doing a podcast now. Uh, if you're not a stand, if you're not doing a podcast as a stand-up, apparently you're doing something wrong and, um, or maybe you're doing something right and, um, your narcissism uh, hasn't creeped into you so hard that you feel like you need to do a podcast. Apparently, uh, that is not the case with me. Thus, we're doing this. Um, I've done a lot of different kinds of music over the years. My very first band when I was 14 was a thrash metal band. Uh, being from the San Francisco Bay Area, if you weren't playing in a thrash metal band, what the hell were you doing, in the, uh, especially in the late 80s? Um, did that for a few years, uh, had some, uh, prominent gigs, got to open up some, for, for some really cool things. Um, probably the first time I did a show that I felt like, oh shit, we're actually doing something. Uh, my dumb little band, which was called Hate, um, not the most PC or, uh, most woke, uh, band name you've ever heard, but, uh, hey, it was 19... 89 or 90, you know what I mean? Um, and we were kids. I was 14. I think the oldest guy in the band was, you know, 22. You know what I mean? We were children's. Uh, but um, most prominent gig I think we did, we opened up for uh, Suicidal Tendencies and Pantera at the, uh, at the Stone in San Francisco, a now defunct club um, that was a very, very important club in, uh, in Bay Area music, the Stone. Um, and we opened up for, yeah, uh, it was the first time Pantera had played in California, uh, on a legit tour. Uh, they were very excited to be in California, very excited to be on tour. And it was the very first show of the tour. Um, so they were, uh, they were over the moon and, uh, bright eyed and bushy tailed and, uh, 
some uh, some Texans out of uh, out of their home state, and it was uh, it was cool. It was a cool thing to talk to those guys. We talked to everybody in the band except for Phil Ensemble. He stayed on the bus with um, video games or whatever he was doing at the time. He could have been doing other things, uh, as we know now. He had a little habit, I guess, at one point. Um, so yeah, uh, that band lasted only a few years, and then uh, uh, I joined a band. Uh, if you know anything about Bay Area music, especially metal, uh, a band from Hayward, California, which is my hometown, uh, this band called Chaos. I joined a band called Chaos for a while. Uh, who was a band up until only a few years ago? Um, they finally packed it in, but uh, I played with them for a few years uh, during a time when they felt like um, they didn't ever want to revisit any of that material. <laughs> um, they decided they wanted to get kind of what, I don't know, what you might call funky. They wanted to be funky. Um, a lot of slap bass was incorporated and um, did that for a couple years, and I quit that. And then after that, I started a band called Licasto, L-I-C-A-S-T-O, as in liquor store, but pronounced with um, with a little bit more East Oakland in it. You know, the Licasto. We, you know, we go down to the Licasto and get yourself your drink, son. Um, did that for about seven and a half years. And um, as you can tell, maybe from the title, um, we were doing some of that rap metal type stuff. Uh, uh, I hear groans. I hear you groaning. I hear the groans from the people um, in disapproval of the rap metal. But hey, this was uh, 1997, 96 when we started that band. Um, there wasn't really that shit wasn't really happening in the Bay Area. In fact, we played long enough that we saw bands uh, that we were regularly playing with. We saw them get signed and dropped. Uh, within the time it took uh, anybody to take notice to us, and by the time they did take notice to us, uh, well, I, I take that back. We got notice early on. There was some notice early on. We got taken out of, out to dinner by some people from DreamWorks Records, and uh, people from uh, people from Columbia were interested, and uh, we were kind of young and stupid. And as far as um, our maturity as a band as a whole, uh, we kind of fucked that off a little bit, and. Uh, they stopped wanting to come around, and then about, well, that band lasted for seven and a half years, and towards the end of uh, that band's career, small labels were coming around, and um, we had a manager at the time, and the manager decided that, hey, you know, let's hold out for the bigger na- bigger labels, and we told him, hey, Jack, that shit ain't, that, that, that ship has sailed, you know, um, we should get what we can get at the moment, you know, uh, so anyway, we folded that up, mainly because... Um, not that the, we felt that the rap metal kind of stuff was losing some steam, which it kind of was, but even though we felt like we were doing things a little bit different, uh, there was enough crap out there doing that kind of music that sort of uh, tainted what good stuff that we did think that we were doing, if that makes any sense. Um, so anyway, that, uh, that stopped for a while, and I did a uh, little dirty rock and roll band for a few years called All Time Highs with... Uh, the singer from Death Angel sang for us, and um, that was fun for a few years. That band is technically still together now. This was 06, 07, 08, somewhere in there. Um, at the same time, I also did a ska reggae band uh, called Justify. Uh, as you can see, I've played uh, drums all over the map as far as the musical genres. I've skipped around and done a lot of things. Uh, uh, after... Uh, 
so yeah, then uh, shit. After all time highs, had to we didn't pack it up necessarily, but we put it away because uh, Mr. Osagata got very busy with uh, with Death Angel. So we sort of took a back seat, and then uh, I started another uh, joined a band called Grace Alley for a minute, a hardcore band out of San Francisco. Um, that only lasted about eight months, and then I um, started my own band. Um, well, I, I should take that back. I joined a band called Six Six Seven, and um, Six Six Seven sounded like uh, Queens of the Stone Age if you took away all the weird shit, uh, all the goofy stuff. Um, Kind of desert rock kind of vibe. Uh, really, really good band. Uh, as time went on in that band, you know, quickly actually, um, we started slowing things down and getting heavier and heavier. And uh, before before long, the band didn't sound like their original concept. So we decided to change the name and that became Hellbeard. And I did Hellbeard. Um, actually, technically, I guess we're still doing Hellbeard uh, from about 2009 to uh to present day um hellbeard sounds uh in the vein of uh mid-career neurosis um uh so super heavy um you know long long winded songs very slow very uh epic sort of things happening there uh for me probably the most artistically um satisfying band i've done um uh, very fun, very uh, very fun, but very serious. Uh, not smiling. There's no smiles in that band. Um, recently, I uh, as a, well as that band was going uh, about four years ago. I joined uh, to go back to the rap metal. I joined a band called Insolence. Uh, Insolence from the South Bay in the San Francisco Bay Area. Been around for a long time. Been around as long as uh, anybody else. Uh, and uh, I joined them. About four years ago, um, I'd known those guys for years. I've been friends with those guys for 20-some-odd years by the time I had joined them. And uh, kind of joined them hoping – they're the cliche big in Japan. And I kind of hoped that I would go to Japan and uh, get to see the land of the rising sun. Um, and I did. I got to do that. Uh, and as fortune became uh, a thing – uh, I was very lucky that I actually uh, I met my wife there. I met my wife in Japan, and uh, uh, two and a half years of a long distance relationship, and uh, now she is here, and we are married, and that's pretty much all caught up. Oh, within that time, I also joined a band called Zed, um, another band from the uh, South Bay, um, sort of more of the stoner rock kind of vibe. Um, and that is probably the busiest band I'm doing now. Uh, that's my, uh, it's a band that's keeping, uh, I have since quit Insolence. Uh, Hellbeard has grinded to a, uh, to a halt. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the status of that band is actually. Um, although we're still paying rent on a studio space. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so Zed, Zed is keeping me busy. Uh, Zed, I joined them, uh, a few years ago and, um, it's been cool. I've been uh, been able to tour uh, some of this country. I've been able to go to Europe. Uh, we just uh, Zed just went, did their first trip to Europe. Uh, did uh, about a week in mostly Germany. Uh, just uh, just a few months ago. So uh, 
that's pretty much uh, the very short history of, of me and who I am and my musical career. Uh, like I said, three about three and a half years ago, I started doing stand-up comedy. Um, uh, a few reasons why, I guess. Um, most importantly, uh, I enjoy saying foul things in front of strangers, uh, regardless if I get a laugh or not. Um, I don't necessarily need the laugh. It's an extra added bonus in uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I just enjoy getting up there screaming into a microphone. Uh, it's nice to come out from behind a drum set and um, and uh, yell into a microphone. And uh, hopefully, I do it in a way that makes people laugh. And uh, not to not to toot my own horn, toot toot, but um, I think I have more hits than misses as far as uh, shows and. Uh, uh, bombs versus good shows. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, a few people that would disagree, <laughs> but uh, from my side of the stage, uh, has felt successful. Um, I wanted to do comedy for a long time. Uh, I actually thought about doing this back when I was maybe 19 or 20. Um, but at the same time, I kind of thought, you know what? Who the hell wants to listen to a 20 year old talk about what am I gonna, you know, what life experience do I have? The the comics that I enjoyed um, talked about life stuff, things that were important, things that were happening in their lives. Um, they had a view, they had a worldview, they had a, maybe a political slant, you know, all these things. I, uh, at 20 years old, eh, I don't know shit, you know, I feel like I don't know shit now. Uh, but I got some years behind me, I've seen some stuff, I've done some stuff, and I've been able to turn those into little funny stories. And uh, I've... Um, Made some people smile with some comedy, and uh, I enjoy it. I don't have any uh, aspirations for um, uh, fame and fortune as far as comedy goes. Uh, it takes a really long time to make any of those things happen, and I understand all that. I sort of enjoy being uh, local level and getting on little bar shows and going to open mics and doing that whole thing. Um, it's fun. I enjoy it, and uh, hopefully... Uh, I don't know, as I do this podcast, I, um, I seem to, uh, my mind goes into a, a state of free form with the little red light on letting me know that something's recorded, and sometimes I, uh, I may rant on something, and I might go off on a tangent about something during these podcasts, and uh, I'm sort of using this podcast as a uh, sort of a tool to see if I can pull out ideas and comedy bits that I can use on stage. That's kind of what we're going for here. Um, like I said, this first little intro to the podcast is, a, is an intro of me and who I am. A uh, little bit more personal kind of things. Uh, I uh, Like I said, I, I am recently married um, after uh, uh, dealing with 5,000 miles of distance. It was, uh, it was tough. Uh, you know that show, um, 90 Day Fiance? I basically did that. I, there's no way in fuck I would be on that show. However, uh, that process of uh, putting in paperwork and, and paying a large fee and uh, and uh, making all those kinds of things happen is what uh, is how I got my wife here. Um, before that, I was in a relationship for about nine years with a woman um, with uh, two teenage daughters at the time when we started uh, going out. Uh, we lived together for a long time. Uh, I got very close with her daughters. Uh, they felt, you know, they sort of look at me even now in a sort of a step, a stepdad capacity. I don't have any children of my own, but uh, out of that relationship, uh, the oldest of the two daughters uh, had a uh, had a baby. So um, 
she was about four years old when I broke up with that woman. So in uh, for all intent and purposes, I have a grandchild. Uh, she uh, she is now nine years old and um, doesn't really know me any other way but her as but as her grandfather. She calls me Gampy. Uh, she is my little Munchkin face, and uh, that is uh, as as far as I've gotten as far as offspring are concerned. Uh, once a week, I pick her up from school and we'll hang out and go to a park and, uh, get some ice cream or have some dinner or whatever it is we do. But, uh, I still, uh, I'm very close with this little girl still. And, uh, and, 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 and the, uh, the stepdaughters, like, you know, was never married to that woman, but like, like I said, for all intent and purposes, I am, uh, I am their stepdad and, uh, they, uh, treat me as such and, uh, ask for my help when they, when they need it. And if I can do it, I do it. And if I can't, oh well, you know. Um, Career-wise, uh, jobs that I've had over the years, oh fuck, done a lot of bullshit, uh, lame sort of uh, um, warehouse this and uh, run a machine doing that. Um, but for the last uh, close to twenty years, I guess now, um, I've been a, a house painter. I paint houses for a living. That's how I pay the bills. That's how I'm able to buy drum equipment and uh, pay my rent. I um, at one point though, I did uh, I did drive a short bus for a while. A uh, relationship I was in, her son needed um, needed the bus, and I uh, I thought it'd be a good idea. He was getting picked on on the bus, and I felt, hey, I bet he doesn't get picked on if I drive his ass to school every day. Sure as shit. Guess what? First day I'm taking him, the kid starts to pick on him. I give the kid some shit and um, explain to him that I was uh, this kid's stepfather and uh, I'm driving him to school to make sure he stays safe. And, hey, do me a favor while you're in school. Kind of keep an eye on him. Make sure he stays, you know, stays, stays, stays good. And the kid thought that was cool. And then... Uh, uh, the boy ends up being one of the most popular kids in the school just because his stepdad's driving the driving the bus. Um, I thought that was nice. I made me feel good. That was the best job I ever had, to tell you the truth, driving the short bus, um, helping those kids out. And um, But now I paint houses. I enjoy it. My father was a painter. I learned a lot of things from him. Most of the equipment that I have is actually his uh, that he... Uh, that I acquired after uh, he passed on about six years ago. So, um, and to bring it full circle, an, uh, another reason why I, I do comedy. Uh, he was a huge fan of stand-up comedy, would watch every stand-up there was, all the HBO specials, uh, the Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian special. He would record them. He enjoyed them. He laughed his head off. Um, I... One of the things I believe I got from my father is a sense of humor. Um, it might not sound like it as this has been going on. Not the funniest thing I've done. I would I would agree with that. However, like I said, this is the intro to what you're going to be hearing on this podcast. I wanted to give you a history of me so that you have some reference when you listen to next and following episodes where, you know, okay, what is this guy, why does, why does he think he can talk about these things? I just, this is why I'm giving you the history of me right now. Uh, so you can see that maybe, uh, maybe I got some merit to what I've said because I've uh, seen it and done it and been there. Um, so that's about it for this, uh, for this first episode. Um, 
we're going to release these, I believe, on Monday morning is what we're going to do. It is now Sunday night. What is it? The uh, the 18th of August. These will uh, This will be released on the 19th. So Monday morning is when you'll hear the Sean Boyle's new episodes of the podcast. Um, have a good one. We will see you next week. And uh, we're going to, who knows what we're going to talk about. I don't have a plan. I don't really have a plan. I'm just going to hit the record button and see what happens. I might write a couple things down. I might take some notes. You know what I mean? Um, But hey, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, You can catch me. um, Well, this comes out on Monday morning. Um, Monday night, I will be at Vinny's Bar and Grill in Concord, California, uh, hosting uh, a open mic showcase for the mighty Mean Dave. I'll be guest hosting for him. Um, and then off the top of my head, I can't really think of any other dates that I got going up. But also what I do is I do a Facebook Live every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and we'll see how, how this goes and see if it uh, gets any legs. I might start doing the ads that are provided. Uh, so we're doing the Anchor app. Well, the Anchor app is how we're doing this podcast uh, props out to Anchor FM uh, or Anchor.fm is where you can see the, uh, listen to this podcast as well as uh, it'll, it should be on Spotify. So, um, But you're listening to it on either one of those things. So why am I telling you where you can listen to it? You're already fucking listening to it. See, again, I'm not the fucking sharpest tool in the crayon box, okay? You know what I'm saying? Not, uh, not the brightest bulb on the cake platter or whatever. I don't, I'm saying... Not a genius over here, okay? Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and I'll check you guys out next week. Music. No, it won't play it. Forget it. That's the production value we got going on here. Uh, Thanks for checking it out, guys. Later.